Welcome to Asbury Pod with Amy Quinn and Joe Walsh. This week, we welcome T. Gates, the first African-American woman to serve as fire marshal for the city of Asbury Park, which is apparently a family tradition as she is also the daughter of the first African-American female police officer to serve in Asbury Park. We talk to T. about her 32 years in and around the Asbury Park Firehouse and find out what responsibilities the fire marshal has. Other important takeaways include remembering to keep your propane tanks outside, never to chain your fire doors, and that inexplicably, there is no women's restroom in the Asbury Park Firehouse. Welcome, T. The matters addressed in this podcast represent my own personal views and opinions concerning issues affecting the citizens of Asbury Park in my capacity as the deputy mayor of the city of Asbury Park. They do not necessarily represent the official position of the city or the official position of the Asbury Park City Council as a whole. I am developing and implementing this podcast in an effort to keep citizens informed. However, This is not an official City of Asbury Park podcast and does not, and I repeat, does not represent the official position of the city or the governing body. Their interviews always hit the mark, so subscribe to Asbury Park, I mean pod. Be informed, don't be in the dark, everybody listen to Asbury Park, I mean pod. Everything you need. Brought to you by Amy and Joe. If you're local, they're the pod for you. But Bennies are welcome and Shoebies too. From Route 35 to Convention Hall, Asbury Pod covers it all. Asbury Pod, I love you. I love you. So welcome, Asbury Pod listeners. Thank you for joining us. We have one of our favorite city employees, my favorite city employees, um, who I've been trying to get on this podcast for how long? Uh, since last June. Since because, last June. Yeah. yeah. Last June. And also, I have to tell you, T, I, and I think I told Kevin this, I once had a dream that you and I were dating. I heard. <laughs> yes. Just Jeff what? And you can't sue the city because I said that. And if right. I have to edit that out, I will, we will edit that out. Um, but yeah, I had, uh, I've had a crush on T since I've been in office. And then I had a dream that we were dating at some point and I texted Kevin, our chief. And was that like, may have been a nightmare. Okay, T, so listen, we're going to, um, you, I have a lot to, you know, a lot to talk about with you. Um, but one thing I want to, um, go over is what brought you to, um, Asbury Park, you know, just a little bit of that. We, okay. we have a joke on the show that most people, because I think you've, you've been here longer than me, but those of us who came in the last 20, 25 years, it was always like a bankruptcy or breakup that brought you here, <laughs> give or take. Quite literally, most, yeah. of, our, most of our guests are, <laughs> are either bankruptcy or breakup. Right. Um, so tell us, you know, your ties to Asbury Park and, and a little bit about you. So... Uh, my mom was, and this is how I ended up here. My mom was a cop in town, a police officer in town. And so, um, you know, you have to live in town to get hired in town. So we moved into, believe it or not, and it was so much different back then, of course, but we lived in the Stephen Manor for a long time. And then 
Um, and I have to admit this, although it's going to sound naughty because it's not supposed to go this way, but we went to, um, we grew up in Neptune, so we never left Neptune schools. And so, <laughs> uh, people get that later. Um, but <laughs> so my mom worked here and, um, you know, and going through school and everything, I went off to college and when I dropped out, she wanted to kill me and. She was where did you go to college, T? North Carolina A&T. And I was going to be an electrical engineer. So, you know. And when was your mama cut? Like what years? Was your she mama started cut? in 1979. I think she was the first uh, black female officer in town. Oh. I'll have to share with you. My daughter, when she was in college, did a nice. Um, she did a piece for her project or something i'll share it i'll send that to you it's kind of you should totally send it to us because i have to tell you i'm texting poor kevin last night who's out and about and i'm like what the fuck is with there no articles on fucking (laughs) tea and i'm like is this fucking misogyny and then to that point joe this morning said why can't i she's the first woman of color the first woman and woman of color to be fire marshal why are there no articles and i'm like why the Fucker, there are no articles on tea. <laughs> well, in defense, now I have to defend Ellen because way back when you wanted to do the podcast to begin, I I'm not sure if it was Ellen, was someone from the coaster, and you know I was a little skittish at first because you know everything was going on, so I didn't want to like shake the boat up too much. So I, you know, I was like, ah, I'd rather not. And uh, yeah, I'm very laid back. I know I don't appear to be like I like to just fly under the radar and just do what I do. Okay. Well, I I I am hoping. And, and it's not just the coaster. I mean, the 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 Asbury Park. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I, I'm concerned that yeah that this <laughs> is not all over the newspapers. But anyway, I yeah. digress. Okay, so oh, okay. the first so, black female officer. Yeah. So then she was friends with. So when I came home from college, she was like, "You have to get. You got to get a job." So I had been working. And we'll get, I'll mention that later, but I had been working at the beach, like from like eighth grade through on the, when I would come home in the summers, whatever. And she was friends with Quito Napolitani's wife, who was the fire chief at the time, Quito was, his wife was a Mary Kay sales lady. And so my mom was friends with her and she goes, you know, let me ask Quito if he has anything going on at the firehouse. So she did. And he... I guess you could call it an interview. I came one day and he was like, oh, your mom says you're such a good kid. Whatever. And he goes, well, there's not really much here to do, but if you bring a book, you can come here from like eight to 12. And so when I started, they had a woman named uh, Millie working here. And she was like, and what year is this, Tay? This was 1988. Okay. So when I first started here, I was part-time because Millie also worked here. Millie was like 200 years old. And, um, <laughs> She would. She was like the secretary or something. I don't know, but she worked here. And unfortunately, Millie died. And he goes, well, do you want to just take Millie's place? And so I ended up coming here and I was like, I'm only going to work here a little while. I'm going to go back to school. And I'll, I've been here ever since. So like that first year I was part time. I actually worked at Coors Frozen Custard on the beach. I worked at Steinbeck's in between. And I worked here like I had three jobs at one time. And um, I shared a desk with the fire official at the time, and his name was Danny Mahoney. And uh, yeah. Now you were the longest. You were you were the person. And Joe, I'm sorry. 
you you've been here have you been at the the fire I've department the, longer than anyone else yes okay and how many years is that uh i feel 30, like kevin and i when i had kevin on, 32 i guess 32 years wow yeah, that's crazy because most people are like, oh, you can't, you couldn't have been there that long. You look 18. And I'm like, man, I have sneakers 18 years old. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, so then uh, Mahoney left and Jimmy Bruno was here and uh, a guy by the name of Joe Marachi was the fire official. Jimmy was the inspector. And we all were like cramped up in this little space. We're still cramped up in this little space, but most of the people that were here then are gone and I'm still here. Well, I got to give a shout out to Jimmy Bruno, who I'm sure you listen to this podcast, but we do love Jimmy Bruno. And because it's June and it's Pride Month, Jimmy Bruno back in, and I'm going to be in the ballpark if I'm wrong on the state, in 2005, married, if not the, one of the first gay couples prior to marriage being um, even allowed here. Right. And he did it because at the time the mayor wouldn't. So he was like, fuck it, I'll marry him. And yeah, and Kiki was like, just marry him. It doesn't say anything about how you can't marry him, just marry him. (laughs) And I mean, that was like back in 2005, that was way before the level of acceptance that we have today. And that was, that was fucking ballsy, man. Yeah. But that's, that's like totally who he is, you know? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Such a great, I mean, marriage by firefighter. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was. Yeah. Well, you, now, think Garrett, and Ga- you can do marriages, I guess, now, because Garrett did. Them oh, too. Me, no, Garrett. Garrett has. It, there's a whole long story of how Garrett got his certification to marry people. But I don't have that. OK, you can get it. I think you can get one online, but I, I think have you can no get one online, to, too. Yeah. I tell everyone that Garrett marries that you better check because I don't know how long that marriage is going to last. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, he you know, he's the he's a man of the cloth. So. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so anyway, big shout out to Jimmy Bruno. We yeah. love him. He was a um, advocate and ally to the LGBTQ community well before it was in vogue to be so. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, but he's yeah, a good guy. So, you know, we are, we're, we've, we've all been, there's been a lot of chiefs coming, come through here and gone. So I'm still- And Joe, I kept cutting you off, Joe, and I'm sorry. We're, Joe, oh, no, no, that's, we'll that's, talk that's, and cut you off the entire left time. Right. You, you no, burst in there, Joe. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't mind at all. Door, this, is, this is all interesting stuff. And no, I was just going to say earlier that your your jobs you had the you had the uh, you hit all of the Asbury Park businesses. You're on the boardwalk with Chorus Custard. You worked at Steinbacks and the fire department. Like that's classic Asbury. Yeah, uh, not the Steinbacks and Asbury though, Joe. Steinbacks was in Ocean at the time. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And how was working at the custard place? Was that, I feel like, how was that? Was that uh, interesting? That was the, I'm going to tell you something. That was, I talk about this. Sue Henderson worked there too. Not when I worked there, but she did work there. But that was the best experience ever because most of the people that I met here working the, um, like the guys that ended up being firemen, they were either lifeguards or they worked at one of the places down there. Jimmy Bruno worked at the arcade when I, you know, everybody's worked. Most of the people that are from yeah, here. I feel like John Moore has also worked down there. Oh, he's been everybody in that. Jason Fazio was a lifeguard. There's tons of people who were like, you know, that worked down there. It was all, it was great. Jimmy's wife, ex wife, worked down there at the time. It's like everybody worked down there. But Mr. Coors at the time lived on, and I don't know the address, but he lived on Sunset Avenue. It's like a um, 
a White House, a big White House that's sort of near the Esplanade. He actually lived in town. We used to have to take him ice cream every day. <laughs> he wore a white suit every day and he was about probably 80 or 90 years old. Then. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I, I had no idea. Mr. Core. It's so funny. But I were I love that was the best job I probably well, second to this one. That was the best <laughs> job I ever had. <laughs> well done. Yeah, well was, done. I love working there. Yeah. I will tell you, I worked at the Freehold Mall when it first opened, whatever year that was, I guess in the 90s, at a Roy Rogers when they still had Roy Rogers. And those jobs, and maybe it's different on the boardwalk, right? Because everybody's like, you, you look at the ocean all day and you have sand. But those jobs were like the worst <laughs> jobs when I was growing up. I, I hated those was horrible jobs. Anyway. Oh, yeah. awful, awful. Yeah. You, and, God bless the people who work in retail. Uh, oh, my goodness. And just and not to like go down this rabbit hole for very long. But these days right now, people coming out of this pandemic are treating so much of our hospitality staff uh, really, really unpleasantly. And I, oh, I yeah. was saying you guys didn't know me, but I used to get into fights when I was young, you know, in high school and stuff. And I was saying to my wife, like, you need to keep some money because if I get, in a, you know, if somebody starts screaming at a waiter or a waitress, I'm going to get in a fight and you're going to have to get me out of jail. Um, just in the way that people are treating them. It's like, oh, yeah. it's, people it's are just outrageous nasty. to me. Yeah. People are yeah. really nasty right now. The, yeah. So APTV, our little local TV station is doing a PSA about being kind. Like that's our PSA. That's not not, not beach safety. So be nice, though. Right? Not beach safety. We're doing a PSA on treat people nice, please. Be nice come to here. your neighbor. Yeah, oh, my God. Well, you hear that? They're telling people they have to be nice to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I got I got it. So we've gotten totally off track. Yes. It's already 15 minutes in. OK, so you were born and raised in Asbury. You went to Neptune schools. They're yep. going to get send you a fine for the years that you went to. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and started working around 1988 at the Asbury Park Fire Department. Yeah. Have I summed everybody up? OK, sum up. That's right. OK. And do you and want to start it here was a clerk typist. I was going to say, so take us through the, the evolution of you starting and then being the first woman, woman of color fire marshal, which is so to me, like, exciting. And I'm going to leave out all the dramatic parts at the end because you should know or we'll that. cut them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I was a clerk typist. Right. And in around 1993. By the way, I took the firefighters exam, too, with Garrett. Uh, and I forget, there's a cop or two that took it. And I missed the, there was like this little hole you had to wiggle yourself through and find the light switch in like 15 to 20 seconds. And I missed it by a couple of seconds. Otherwise, I would probably be a retired fireman by now. Oh, wow. So I was a clerk typist. And then uh, 93, because I like to know stuff. And I'm always like trying to figure out, like, if I'm doing something, I want to know what I'm doing. And so, um, the you know, the Fire Prevention Bureau has always been in the fire department. I went to get my fire inspector's license. At, they were given it at the Monmouth County Fire Academy at the time. So I did that. And I forget how long the class was. But I got my fire inspectors and I got my fire officials license. And for since 93 to now, I was... Well, not really. So like in between, I kind of was like the technical assistant support to the bureau. 
And then um, Terry Weldon was the, I'm not sure if that happened when he was the chief or the city manager, God bless him, because he probably, he, without him being here, this wouldn't probably be possible because he was like, you know, I'm going to make you a fire prevention specialist. And that's basically just a fire inspector. So, and I, I didn't, I wasn't really doing a lot of inspections then, but I had the title. So he did that. Can I also just say something about Terry Weldon, which people yeah. don't know? So he went to jail and did yeah. some illegal shit. But I can't well, I tell you how Terry well thought that. people love Terry Weldon. No I, joke. Like, you people you cannot say a bad word about him to me. People love Terry Weldon. He was loved great. Him. And yeah. if he was one of your people, he took very good care of you. I have to say that about him. So he did that way back then. I don't, you know, I don't know if he saw something else. Me, I thought he was going to become something big in the political arena and I was going to leave here and go with him. So I never expected to still be here anyway. But I did that. And then, um, you know, Jimmy left and Marachi left and all these other Abbott came and went. And then Garrett became the fire official and Kevin became the chief, I think in 2005, six. And um, Kevin has had, has had this wild idea for a long time that um, because I think we had an audit some time ago that said by local government services that this bureau should be civilianized because it was running in the red. It cost a lot of money to have, a uniformed person in this position, meaning a fireman also as a fire official. So Kevin came up with this cockamamie idea that when um, Garrett left, because we know that Garrett's royalty, we couldn't chase him out and we love him, but that when Garrett left, he was gonna revamp the bureau with that in mind. And he thought I was the best man for the job and I'm glad he did. And you were interested in it. I love it. Are you kidding? I wanted. I wanted. The, I've wanted this for a long time. I just never thought it'd be possible because it's always been a uniform position. And what is it about fire inspecting that you love? Honestly, I think it's the people because okay. you know I like interacting with the people. I'm I'm completely a people's person, so I'm like, you know. I mean, if you can help someone in the process, which we do, you're keeping people safe from fire and fire loss and injury and death and all of that stuff. But I just love dealing with people. So in the office, if you're in the office cooped up, you know, you can get somebody on the phone or something, but it's not the same as being out with people. How does a people person deal with, like, you're not always the bearer of good news, though, if you're coming, right? No, but if you bring the news the right way, they take it. So I try to, when even when it's something that might not be the best in their perspective. I think that the way I deliver it, you know, if you explain something to someone why you're doing something, they're more likely to say, you know what, you're right. And they they might not, like I, I have a, not that this is perfect because I'm fighting with a couple of people as we speak, right? And um, so not everyone is as welcoming as I, it may sound. But if you if you're nice about it, you know I mean and if you're fair, you can get people understand that being fire safe is important. So if you explain it the right way, I try to explain it like okay, this is why we're doing this. You need to move this out of the hallway because, or you need to get this fire escape repaired because they're you know. I haven't had too much. I haven't had too many people not come along. A couple, but mm -hmm. you know. But then I have to put the mean face on, which I can do, too. <laughs> I know that's hard to believe, but. 
I will say that I always think of myself as a people person. And then the pandemic has made me like. Gnarly. That's my new word during the pandemic. Gnarly, because I can be very gnarly. Oh, my God. I just feel like I used to like be at meetings every night. And (laughs) here's what's so funny. Like Eileen Chapman, the minute we could go back out was like, let's go. Let's have our in-person meetings. I want to go see music. Like, I want to be around people. And I was like, oh, hell no. Just, <laughs> you, t- you, you send me a picture because I, I'm just going to stay home. Yeah. Yeah, the pandemic. How has the pandemic affected you or well, the fire department? Well, we, I, I, I was home. We went home in March and we worked from home, which is impossible to do in a fire prevention bureau, but we weren't allowed to do anything. So because we're this, the office is so cramped. Garrett was still here at the time. I was here. And I think one of the battalion chiefs was some, I don't know, somebody else was here. So, and Kevin. So we all had to kind of like take days that take turns of who was coming to the office. And finally, you know, one of us had to just go home and stay. And that was me because, you know, I'll just leave it at that. So I went home. <laughs> And, I and said, also, the you split up your ship, you, the, your firemen, right? Well, you got the, half the guys, at, the, yeah. yeah, the guys are half of the department is down at the DPW department, and the other half is here. That's going to probably, hopefully, end soon, I guess. I miss them, though, because, you know, they're down there. We're here. We don't really, you know, get to interact too much, so. But they never stop. Those guys, every, they never stopped working. They, you know, they, they did split up, but they, they've been... Here, but the Fire Prevention Bureau itself, um, I went home. And so I think it came, we came back to work July 6th. Now, if there was an inspection that needed to be done and then Garrett was away, I would come in and do it and then go back home. And take us through the inspection process. So you you walk in and what are the things you're looking for and what are the things that make you uh, pause with concern? So, well, the first thing is to, I always try to make nice with the, owner or the representative just to make them feel comfortable, you know, so you don't feel like you're just coming in to tell them about everything that's wrong. And then we look for, we generally look for um, if you have an extinguisher, smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, hoarding, you know, um, a big thing during the uh, pandemic was the propane tank. So people were you know, the heaters and people were storing propane inside. And if anyone's listening out there, propane is not allowed inside. Never. For fear it'll blow up. Is that yes. it? Never, oh, ever, it's... ever store propane inside. And so that was one of the biggest things. I mean, fire escapes, you know, um, just because they go a long time, sometimes people don't repair and do things to them. So they deteriorate and stuff like that. But we don't go in just looking for things that may affect the person that's living there or working there, we have to make sure that we're looking out for firemen who come in when it's closed and there's no one there. And you might chain a door and put something in front of the door to keep people out, but they have to be able to get out also if they get stuck inside. That's been a big thing though, because a lot of people think that like you can chain door, like a lot of people think that some things are okay because no one, they think no one's there. But if you think about it, the most important time is if a fireman gets in here, how is he going to get out if he gets lost or there's smoke and it's dark? So what, can you explain uh, what do you mean by you can't chain a door? Like, you know, so if someone has a chain on their front door, that's not 
or what kind of chain are we talking about? So, oh, like, if you're up, this is mainly about businesses. Oh, oh no, chaining up a door, off, like the fire. Yeah. yeah, okay, I understand now. I'm sorry, I was thinking the little. Wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, like if you live in your own house, you're allowed no. to chain your door. No, but like cha- if you were a business owner, right, and you left for the night, and you took like a padlock or a chain or a slide bolt or something, and you put it on your exit door in the back, or you know those little bars that they put there, all of that kind of that stuff can be life or death for a fireman in dark and in a fire. So chaining a fire exit, like it has the push bar. Like I, I, I'm yeah, that's called that, panic yeah. hardware. So you, that yeah. definitely, that's, you know, those things cannot be chained and mm-hmm. altered and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And are people looking to do that, like particularly during the pandemic, because they're going to be out for, for so, like some lengthy period of time, they won't be in there and they're worried about people. Like I know Russell from Watermark next door, you know, he was cleaning out his booze at Watermark because they were not going to reopen. You know, he is just now reopened, but he's probably been closed close to a year. He -hmm. was bringing home all his booze, you know, one, because why leave booze there for a year? And he, um, so I wondered like, if is that is the thought, like people are going to break into steel shit. Well, you know what? That was a concern before the pandemic. People are concerned about people breaking in. And so people, that's really why they do it. They don't really think about the fire side of it. I mean, if you explained it to them, they do, but they don't. The only thing they were probably concerned about is like, let me keep the burglars out, the thieves out. So, yeah, which is why it's so easy. You know, people do it so easily because they, right. they're not really thinking about the, the other part of it. So, right. Yeah. So when you're the only woman in the fire department for like, 30 years, right? Because we just hired our first female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to talk to you about her for a second as well. I don't want to overwhelm her because I'm like getting every school and tell little girls (laughs) this is an option. Um, And I say this sincerely, and I know I said it during your swearing in, but you know, when I was, I grew up in the Burbs that um, where uh, things that were different were uh people didn't love you know it wasn't it wasn't like oh great you're different looking or you're different acting or you're creative or you're lgbtq or whatever it just wasn't something that was revered so i feel like when we see women like you when we see women like nicole and we see them in roles that we otherwise do not see women in it to me like is so important that little girls little boys as well but also you know specifically little girls can see that and and yeah and the reason being is like if i couldn't see it as a kid i didn't know it to be true so i didn't see you know i think that's part of why harris is like so big as the vp but like if you don't see it it i don't know it's really important for me that that one that i be out and that little boys and girls see a gay person having a nice life because that was not something that was ever told to us when we were little right but also to see like okay hey you could have been a firefighter hey you could have been a fire marshal Mm -hmm. hey you could have been this and and so i think that's why i feel so passionate about making sure little girls see it but anyway i went off on that tangent for a minute well (laughs) i wanted to jump in on that because i saw i did some reading before uh before today and you're 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 right the the stats bear it out i think only four percent of career firefighters are female and one of the barriers to entry is that women didn't think they could even apply in other words not only is there like the things we know like sort of you know passive harassment from their male counterparts but a lot of women just didn't apply at all Right. You, know, you didn't even think it. So, you know, visibility is important to say, letting people know that this is a pathway you can attempt. So there's still other issues, other barriers, but at least 
that's one that shouldn't be one, right? You're just showing up to put your name in the hat and say, right. I want to take the test and go to the, and go to the academy. So, sorry, if you Amy, had said to me, T, if you had said to either one of us, when I, if you said to me, when you're eight years old, women can be firefighters, I'd have been like, what? Yeah, me too. Like, no. I would never have understood that. Right. I just did. I just went back to school to get my fire science degree. Right. And so I just did a paper on women in the fire service for that reason, because and when I read it back and I let Kevin read it, we laughed because we're like, you never realize how like biased it really is. The fire service is it. It's so 1800s. It's unbelievable. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like it's crazy. Even now when I go to like because we have to do CEUs for class and things like that. Nine point nine percent of the time out of the 10 I am there's usually maybe one other female in the class maybe and definitely I have I don't think I've ever seen a woman of color in any of the classes that I've done ever and I've been doing it since 93 and what I will, I'll, I'll give Kevin credit because every year he tries to get female firefighters and every year he he contacts me in some way and says um, you know, can you help me get the word out on it? And yeah. we have usually have a trickling of women who are like, oh, maybe, right. but it inevitably kind of drop out at the end. But I don't know. I just feel like if I had ever known that was an option, I would, it certainly would have been in one of my top three, right? Yeah, of, yeah. Of, of what, you know, when, when I was growing, it was like, you're a nurse. Well, up until... I want maybe last year, a couple of years ago, there were there was never even females on our list. So when Ada, who is a cop in town, like I saw her name on there, I was like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? And then she ended up with not the police department. With, yeah, the police department. But then Nicole was right after. So I was like, there's the biggest possibility. And then when she when it became like clear that evident that she was going to be coming on, I was excited. I, I tell her that all the time. She's like. I have sneakers older than she is, but I just love her because she's finally, a baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw her. Yeah. So Joe, you yeah. may not know this, but but at our swearing at the swearing in ceremony for tea was our very first woman um firefighter, Nicole. Yeah. Which was so it was like such a historic it's day. So it's it? exciting just that we can talk about like the same stuff because now don't get me wrong, for the last 30 years all the girl stuff that I wanted to talk about, they have to hear it. So it doesn't, it didn't, it doesn't really matter to me. I think it's better for her to have me here, but right. I, because I'm just so comfortable here now, again, I've been here since I was 18 and the the guys that are, I mean, the, the firehouse that we're in now was not like it was back then. So like they said and did whatever they wanted. And so it made me who I am though. I love it. And I love them for it because it toughened me up. Right. I'm not as as sensitive as 90% of the women I know. And so, yeah, I love it. So so one of my questions is bathrooms, right? Right. Yeah. So do you have your own bathroom there? I do not. And, <laughs> and I am almost, well, we now have, and it's so funny because this is a big joke now, but we have, we this year we got a slide bolt put on the bathroom. Right. And the shower is in the bathroom that is the how only many, bathroom. Well, first of all, how many bathrooms are in well, that Well, I was going to say, we only have one upstairs. And you have that, one bathroom with stalls? I'm going to give you, yep, I'm going to give okay. you a visual. So when you okay. walk in the door, right, if you're looking, the sinks are here. There's three sinks. And then there's a stall 
with a door and a stall. Then on the outside of that stall, there's a urinal and then there's the shower. So like if someone's at the urinal and you're in the shower, then when you come out, then everybody's together. And it's been like that. There is a bathroom. Who would ever put a shower in a bathroom? In when, like a, Amy. Yeah, man, that, that man, it feels like you went to get clean and now you're dirty again. Yeah, right. You've never and seen a men's locker room. there is downstairs, but we never <laughs> use it because that used to be the bathroom that the public was able to use. Now we don't. But so there's literally, if you think about it, there was one bathroom here. There's one on the third floor that was installed probably 15 years ago. We've never used it. It's like, it looks like why? It's been why? There. why don't you use the bathroom on the I, third floor? It's, it looks like it's been there for a hundred years. It's like, I don't even know if it's finished. <laughs> There's a toilet in there, but I don't know that it's even finished. No so, one wants to be the first person. To but use it. I don't like I and this is like, well, the truth is the people that work here and it's always been like this. The older ones were like my father's. The ones that are my age are like my brothers and the ones that are younger are like my kids. So. They all fit into one of those categories. I'm not skittish. I look. I'm, we're we're all here together. <laughs> but so you can at least deadbolt the door if you go. Now we so. now we can. That that Nicole is here. We can. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah. I should maybe talk to the council about that. She actually a made a sign. I think she made a sign like it's like vacant and occupied and stuff like that. But that just how long she been here? A couple of months. That we just got that. <laughs> it's a. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a that sounds like there's a bullet point for a council meeting here. Yeah. <laughs> Note, Amy, bring up, bring this up to the rest yeah. of the council. But you know what? It doesn't bother me one way. I take when I I used to come like I come down to go work out or something early before work. I take a shower in there. I'm not like I'm. It's fine. Okay. Well. Yeah. Well. Fine. Well, I'll make a, a new firehouse. We will have our, our own bathroom. Yes, yes, yes. You should definitely have your own yeah. bathrooms. And I'll, tell us how, if you don't mind, how is Nicole doing? Nicole is great. She actually is doing great. Like she's doing she, good. She likes and it. And the best thing I, the, the advice I gave her is for all of the people. Now, granted, there are some people um, here that probably think that this is still a man's, you know job or whatever but the best advice i think i gave her is the best thing you could do for yourself is to prove them wrong and run right. circles around them and that's what's and honestly that's exactly what she's doing she's like the she she's like the lead she was in the academy or something the fire academy i think they're done now are they done now Kev? Yeah. she was a, she they made her like team leader of her sets her section so she's kicking ass it's kicking butt Can yeah I say that? Yeah, this is a New Jersey podcast. You can oh, okay. <laughs> we got like an R rating on episode one because I think yeah, we, we got a yeah, we have a child warning. Oh wow, yeah, she's doing <laughs> she's doing awesome. She's she's doing awesome, and she, oh, I'm going to try to get. Can you plant the seed that I want her on the show? I will get her on the show. All right, we'll oh, get that's her on great. the show. Yeah. I will get her. She will. She will absolutely do it. Just because this is like like you say, it's good for people to know that she's here. You know, for a long time, they're you know. Yeah, and listen, Kevin tried, I know Kevin tried mm -hmm. to get women into the fire department for, um, and and I know there was some disappointment that Ada went to police, although, yeah. you know, yay, where Ada should go wherever Ada feels like she should go. So, right. um, you know, but I know there was like, you know, a bit of disappointment there. 
Um, Definitely. I saw, let me tell you, I, you, I thought she was a superhuman person. I watched her <laughs> one day. Ada? You, oh, yes. Yes. When they had, you remember the shooting on, I think it was 4th of July, two years ago that they had on the boardwalk by the crepe shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I saw Ada run faster than light. Right. She was, and she, I, I'm not sure if she tackled someone or something, but from that point on, I used to say to Kevin, like, I, I'm like, is she real? Like I, I wanted her to come here so bad. Just, but you know, Nicole is great. So we won't take anything from Nicole. I'm happy she's here too, and I think that she is going to be awesome here. Yeah, no, uh, Ada's built like a brick oh, house in that. Like, if Ada's uh, of all the fights I ever I get in, it's never going to be one with Ada. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to run. Oh, I wonder, right. wonder, if, wonder if Ada's in her car listening to this podcast right I now. Hope like, so. it's like, hey, it's like the most of the guys I know. So. And she is, and I'll give her a shout out. She is now, um, I don't know if she's the lead. I'm not exactly sure what the wording is called, but we implemented a bike patrol. Oh, nice. Because, yeah, yeah. So she's like the the lead of the bike patrol. So these, and I'm going to be wrong on this, five or six cops go to some sort of training on on how to kind of police on your bike. And the reason oh, yeah, being, I saw them this weekend. Yeah. So so why I think that is so great. We had it years ago. I was thinking about Terry Reedy recently. Um, but we, he, and I think it was under Terry that we had it. And then for whatever reason, we stopped having it for a period of time. But, you know, when you're an officer and probably also for fire, like you're in a vehicle, there isn't, you know, but when you're on a bike or you're walking streets, there's so much more interaction with the community, which. Oh, yeah. And that's what we're missing. Yeah. When I was a kid, like I remember people used to bring their kids to the police department for my mom to spank them. Like seriously, oh, there was like great relationships with the community. Is like you, you know, and then if you like, and did your mother speak? Wait, what? No, but she, you, my mother doesn't have to t- lift a finger. You would be, she's like, you'd be deathly afraid of her just by her talking to you. So, but that's how it used to be. Like people like Gilbert Reed and uh, Chief Weary at the time, people were scared to death of them, and not because they were like horrible people, but because they one respected them, but two. They also cared about them. So you brought them down here. You know, you get a. I remember clearly people, kids out of line. They used to bring them. Oh, yeah. I, my mom knows people who are adults now that their mom, their parents used to bring them for her to straighten them out. It's like an early Seriously. form of scared straight. Yep. Yeah. And like, I think such a kudos that your mom was the first black officer and you're the first black fire marshal. I mean, good. I didn't hear until like the day I got sworn in. I was like. You know, because because Kevin was saying it, he's like, "You, this is a big deal," you know. And I was like, "Is it?" You know. Yes. Yeah. It's a big deal, which yeah. is why I'm like, "How is this not in the papers?" Tia, want Tia, I want to follow up on something you had mentioned earlier that when you go to events, you don't see other women of color at these events. And the stats I was looking up, and I, I found that there were four percent of professional firefighters nationwide are female. I couldn't drill down to find out how many were African American women. They didn't even have the stat. Uh, well, at least yeah. readily available. I know they're out there. I hope so. I mean, yeah, it's like I found a lot of good stories about battalion chiefs in, you know, in the Bronx and Atlanta. But yeah. in terms of like, the broad spectrum of uh, women across the country, it was a hard, hard data to find, which is telling. Right. If you can't find it, are they actually are, are people noting it easily. Right. And we'll have to put Chief Caddy on that and see if he can find out. He's a well, yeah, so, so T, how could we do a better job with that? Like. And maybe it really is you and Nicole going in in schools and saying, hey, look at me. Maybe. I did it. You can do it, too. But maybe so. Because I we mean, need I to change know. it. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe like like you say, maybe so. If they see it, you know, you're you, you feel like it's more tangible than, you know, because 
I don't know. It's so, not like so, they couldn't take the test. You know what I mean? I, I maybe I don't. Maybe people feel like it's not achievable or something. I don't know. I think it, I, I would think never write about it was that. Achievable. Yeah, like I'm I'm Irish and related to New York City Irish firefighters who treat yeah. it like like a private club. Because right? it is. Yes. Well, and they, they act as if it is. They certainly do, and th- not that they're bad people, but they certainly the way like there's a there's a at least I mean it. I don't think it's still that's that way. Like growing up in the city, it was very easy for me to picture myself as a New York city fireman. Cause I know you know, my cousin Mark and this, you know, these other people. And, yeah. um, um, but there is a certain, like, if you know someone you're in, if you didn't too bad. Right. I think the, it used to be like that for a long time here too. Yeah. It, I, I'm going to guess it's still like that. every yeah. <laughs> Now the truth I'm is, I'm going to go out on a one as a woman and say, <laughs> I think so. It's like that everywhere. But it's, you know, here in New Jersey, well, it's specifically here, you have to take a civil service exam, right? You have to pass it and stuff like that. But for maybe the test is harder now than it used to be. I don't know because like we've had fathers and sons and uncles and cousins work here. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. Like, I don't know what the test was like back then, but I do know you do have to take a test and pass it to get on the list and get hired. But I don't know. And Yeah, I don't know either. But I wanted to go. I wanted to go back to a couple of quick uh, things because we're now at at 145. Okay, you mentioned hoarding. You may, so hoarding, I feel like, is a major problem for the fire departments, right? It's like, it it's rough, man. It is. And you know what? It is because it's so much bigger than the stuff that you see, you know, because hoarding starts up here. Right. So when I, and I, I hate to admit this because I'm completely not this person, but <laughs> I made a lady cry one day. I felt horrible because it was like, you know, you're threatening their stuff and you're threatening them. And I was just trying to explain to her the benefits of cleaning up and getting rid of some stuff. And it was like an attack on a personal attack. So she was very upset. So, but then some, some of them, some of the people that have a hoarding issue, you have to be strict with and stern with because they have a reason to keep everything that they have. So it's kind of like you have to have a great mix of it, but we have a lot of hoarders in town. It's it's no, I know we do. So you, before I was ever on the council, I have my day job is a nonprofit, and I can't tell you, I, I probably represented ten hoarding, and and the worst is when there are high rises. So I had a Philip mm. CU, I had a Monroe Towers, Asbury, and Towers. when when we were trying to like make a deal or God forbid go to trial, which was never a good thing. Yeah. I had one case that was so terrible. He would throw stuff out and then he'd go out to the garbage and get it. Get it. Left oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's tough. And it's such a safety issue that, that, you know, I deal with it probably much more minimally than you do, but I yeah. do deal with it. And it's really, it's such a sad, heartbreaking. It is. Experience. It is. It, it's um, really sad. Okay. So T favorite thing. And you might've already said it when you said people person, but favorite and least favorite thing about this job. So the least favorite thing, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm so, this is so all new to me. So it's all so exciting. You know what I mean? So I, I, we'll have you back in five years. And yeah. Then like, ask me again. I, got a lot. Now, I don't I got like a lot. the fact that I have to like, well, the worst part I, I'm, and I'm doing this, I'm right in the middle of this right now, but when someone doesn't comply and they flat out just, 
I don't care how nice you are and whatever. And you end up having to find someone penalties and stuff like that. And it becomes money now. Right. So and then we end up in court, that kind of stuff. I don't really like because, you know, I try to. But that it's going to happen because, I'm like I said, I'm knee deep in it right now. I have a couple of people just flat out. You're not going to tell me what to do. And I have to tell them what to do when in this case. So that would be one of the things I don't like, like, you know, having to drag people into court and stuff like that. But it's so new and exciting. I can't I love everything about it. I do. I, I when I'm at home, I'm up at like three, four in the morning. I get up and start texting myself so I don't forget this, that and the other. So it's also new, I guess. That's why it's, you know. So the one thing I will say is having people on the podcast and just generally being involved in city government for years with interviews and stuff, the number one thing, I mean, this is anecdotally, I haven't kept track, but the number one thing I would say anecdotally Mm -hmm. that people always have a problem with is discipline. Whether it's outside, whether it's inside, I can tell you that unequivocally, every interview, every Thing we've ever done people have been like i don't like disciplining and you get it right you don't want to who, who wants to drag people into court who wants yes yeah, you know um, I, have a, I have a question the fire marshal um does the fire marshal here do you have law enforcement powers other than like you can't arrest somebody no in this one oh, i can issue no. a ticket though right you can issue a ticket and fines but i do, do not you have, have that? law i wish so I just saw I was reading when I was reading up on the on the field, some jurisdictions like they are also law enforcement. Yeah. Be, yeah. Um, so okay, so you know, uh, but tickets tickets are bad enough, right? But you know, that's a yeah. stress. Well, that's I don't like stress. doing that either, but sometimes, you know, people block the fire hydrants, park in the front of fire hydrants, fire lanes, that stuff, all of that stuff that we take people just do it without thinking about it. Those are all like, yeah. I haven't written a ticket yet though, I don't think. Maybe one. Maybe I did call the police to write a ticket because I'm like, you know what? I'll make them the bad guys. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if if what would you what would you say to people who were thinking about getting into fire prevention? Like what would be, a, you know, one or two piece of pieces of advice you would give them? Um, I would say do it. I mean, I, you know. But, but do you I think they need a strong stomach? Like, I feel like you've been through the ringer. So, <laughs> you know what? I and I, I hate to say this for all the animal lovers. I don't like cats. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah, you and I've been a couple of dogs have jumped on me, too. But I, I seem to get through that. But I lately, the people who are also back to the hoarding thing, they always have a bunch of cats and Ah, that's all I'm going to say. Cause I know people. So, love so just to be clear for those of our listeners, we love cats. Fire, fire yeah. prevention. If you do not like cats, this may not be the yeah, job. Right. No. no, honestly, I would say though, if you really wanted to get into the, honestly, I would, if if I had to do it over again, I probably would have taken the firefighter path because I, that's, it, that's a great job too. You know what I mean? I, I see it every day. They have, the whole brotherhood thing that they have going on. It's awesome. They let yeah. me in. I and, we, and we should thank the Asbury Park Fire, Fire Department for the amazing job, particularly that they always do, which they truly do always do it. But during COVID, yeah. I mean, when they were going into like the towers in like full garb, when nobody oh, knew, they look like know, nobody really right? knew what COVID was. We, you know, we're all, you know, eating and drinking at, you know, two, two in the afternoon and the fire department is out, you know, saving people and keeping people and they safe. They came to COVID. work every day. They're, they are, this, I have, and I, you know, we all do our infighting. We're like brothers and sisters here, but 
it, there's a great group group of people that work here, honestly. 100%. I love them, all of them. You know, different. We're like siblings. Some we fight with and stuff, but I love everybody that works here, truly. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. They, they Especially, you know, you rise or fall during these, you know, kind of experiences oh, yeah. with the pandemic. Yeah. And, definitely and what I saw. People are, yeah. Yeah, I really Which saw fire either. and police um, rising in, in, in just a really amazing way. Okay, we're going to get to our easy peasy fun questions. Okay. Favorite TV show, uh, T. Right now, it is the Godfather of Harlem. And, oh wait, I have two, okay. and the and the Queen of the South because I I love it. I, those are my two favorite shows right now. And are they Hulu or Netflix? Uh, or on. Those uh, the Godfather of Harlem is on Epics, which I had to. Uh, I recently got a subscription to Net uh, uh, Epics because I wanted to watch it, and I think the Queen of the South is on USA. Okay. And places in Asbury that were here that were your favorite places but are now gone. So can Coors be one? Because definitely sure. yeah. your ice cream was phenomenal. Where, so, where was yeah. that on the boardwalk? 813 first. Mm-hmm. So what's there now? Uh, Kubicon maybe? Okay. Something like that. In that area right there. Tower mm-hmm. Dogs, the old Tower Dogs maybe right in there. Yeah. Oh, the Tower Dogs is new, but it's actually really good. It's gone. Oh, geez. Well, last, I, I, they, last summer, it was, I, know, no, I guess the summer before, right? Because yeah. last summer, nobody, nobody was open. So the summer before that, it was Thank really you good. They had a great time. Yeah. Yep, they're gone. Oh. And you know what else is gone, though? I, just because we're talking about, they, I love the brick wall, too, and they're gone, too, you know? So we may have to delete this out, but Brick Wall has not had good food for a number of years. I mean, <laughs> you know what? I'm I just heard trying, like, let's be fair. But I they have that, not had good food in like the last 18 months I think, prior to the pandemic. I think that they knew that because the new place they say is home. It's called Homesick. Right. And um, their ideas are fresh and new. So maybe they knew that. Well, so do you, you remember when Restaurant Row was Market in the Middle and Brick Wall and yeah. like that, the, and you, that's where we went, right? We right, went to right. Restaurant mm-hmm. Row. And I feel like their food was really, really good for a long time. And then it just, I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. Anyway, I guess I could say it now because Brick Wall's yeah, closed. Well, they probably knew that, which is why they like, you know. Yeah, I just felt like, and you know, it was like, it always had great beer selections and wine selections yeah. and, I, and it had a great bar. And then their food just took like, like a really downward spot. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't know. I you, during during Hurricane Sandy, I I like that was like my headquarters. You know, they oh, they the, they were the only place that they only had they, the only place had power. They had a hot buffet and cheap beer, and I spent like all 14 days of the power outage drunk at the brick wall. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like meeting like you know, I guess you know, meeting like all sorts of Asbury like the you know Asbury residents. It was great. It was uh, yeah. so I'm sorry to hear that they that they closed. Well, they 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 have net, they they had a soft opening this past weekend for the new place, which is called Homesick. So we'll have to. And did you, were you there? Was any of the food? I good? was not, I but I heard it was. They well, they gave me a review of themselves, and they said it was the food is awesome. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean, say for just, myself. Listen, all they had to do was like revamp the menu, and they could have kept it as brick wall. But yeah. they just had to like get rid of like the spam burgers or whatever they were. Doing. Oh my. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I digress. Okay, so right. that's place. <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you remember a place? So I'm sure you remember. Do you remember? So whenever I do this, mine's always anybody's. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so, we were talking about anybody's. I want to say a couple of weeks ago because 
we went through some old fire prevention, <laughs> fire prevention records and the fire official at the time who I won't name, but it wasn't Garrett, um, was going back and forth with them about something. He was finding them and doing all kinds of crazy stuff to them. And so well, we were, anybody's probably was not fire. Uh, oh my God. So we were talking about them the other day, but yeah. So yeah, I remember anybody's that's funny. Yeah. So the funny thing with anybody's that I tell this story, they had that backyard uh, volleyball that mm. weren't really supposed to play volleyball in that. Right. It was used for other purposes. And then they had that back warehouse <laughs> that I know was not fire. I can get code efficient. all kinds of bad stuff in there. I'm oh, yeah. I'm so cool. so when I say that that's one of my favorite places. So just so you know, when I moved here, Heather and I we used to do you remember those games, Mega Touch? Those games, like you would put those, they were those video games that were at bars on a TV. You would play the, find the picture. You do. I'm not describing it well, but there were these right. mega touch <laughs> right. So Heather and I would go to anybody's and play this little video game that was on their bar and drink beer. And then Lenny would be like, girls, it's like nine. You, yeah. you, you got to go. You, you sound like to go, girls. <laughs> Time to go, uh, girls. But you um, know what? Anybody's and Lenny were like, Asbury Park at the time, right? That's totally. like yeah, yeah. If you come up with pictures, I have Lenny's address. I should oh uh, send them to God. him. He's, as far as I know, he's still in Trenton. Oh my! God. He was his own character. Oh, okay, so that was um, places that are in Asbury that are now gone. People. Um. Now this is going to sound really strange, but we used to have, you know, when the do you remember the Asbury Carlton when it was here? That was a long time ago, but when yeah, I'm like, Hospital, I'm like 22,000. Yeah, well, when Marlboro State Hospital closed, they like dumped a bunch mm. of wonderful people here. Mm-hmm. And so we had a lot, uh, of, you know, I used to work at Marlboro State. Yeah, well, we had a lot of characters in town. I'm, honestly, that's the part of it I missed because they for some reason, the firehouse is like a magnet for fun. <laughs> and so we had like the fart lady and we had uh, Danny, what we called him the bird man. And he walked, it's like all of these people, people like that is what made, you know, this town what it is. It's that's the fun stuff. Everybody, honestly, and I hate to say this, I hope no one takes offense to this. Everyone's too serious now. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like relax, dude. Just, yeah, just relax. relax. You can laugh and be silly every now and then. Everybody in town is too serious sometimes. Yeah. And if you don't come out of this pandemic realizing that like. Yeah. You got to have, you got to live a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So I did TV shows. I did places. I did people. Oh, favorite movie. Uh, I have a list. So one <laughs> of them three. is Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Uh-huh. The Godfather trilogy. Mm-hmm. And hmm, Scarface, maybe. Oh, oh. okay. So I love we're into the Italians. Yeah, I like uh, I love that. I like how Amy and I are sort of approving. We're like, okay, that's a yeah. Cool one. As if, <laughs> I'm you know, okay. As if we, she's gonna <laughs> wear that one. Yeah, we're gonna. She's gonna pass yeah. this test. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we can, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. All right. I think I did it with four four minutes to spare, Joe. Perfect. I think. Uh, and see, is there anything that we didn't ask you that, that you want to just get out there other than we absolutely want to thank Kevin and you and the amazing guys in the Asbury Park Fire Department? Uh, and you do know you need to beat Kevin's number of listens. 
Just FYI. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I I got to look it up. Yeah, 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 I got to tell me that number because I have to beat his listens. You know, it's a pain for me to look up. People ask me that all the time. And it's very interesting, like, who gets high number of listens? Like, Patricia, a friend of mine, Patricia Patton, who's like a marijuana guru, gets a ton of listens. But I have to go on three different, like, it's Spotify, it's Apple, maybe Stitcher, and then our website. So it takes me a minute to add all those up. I am... Write this down. I am going to beat his number. <laughs> yeah, right. to. Jeez Louise. I, he I have one. He's I have, like, I hope you do. He doesn't really hope I do, but I am going to beat his number. I, I have I'll, one I'll just say you did, even if you did. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I have one question before we go. So yeah. as the fire marshals, top, yeah. top things you wish people would pay attention to as a, as oh, you know, for question. fire prevention. Oh, or, that's a good one. Smoke detectors, because in the last week or so probably every place that I've everyone's house or business that I've gone to their smoke detectors weren't working so let's go people get the smoke detectors working all the batteries died during all those yeah well now you have to have the 10 year sealed so if you do that you don't have to worry about them for 10 years Mm. okay um keep the kids away from the lighters and the matches because Mm. kids think that they see you smoking and lighting candles they think they're toys and they're not so keep the and then um reduce your clutter you know what i mean like that can be a big deal like when a, if a fire really happens in your house and you have all this stuff to trip over and you, it can make things you know so i would say reduce get rid of some of the stuff that you're keeping that you're never going to use especially the stuff in the the garages and all that stuff you're storing up stuff and keep the propane out of the garages and out of and that the- bell we just heard does that mean there's a fire that means that there's a call of some sort. It could be a fire. Truck. Truck company. Oh, well, they just want the truck company. Okay. Usually gotcha. they'll come afterwards and tell you, you know, so maybe there's a down wire or something, but that does mean there's something going on. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, T, it's, it's, we have kept this under an hour. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, guys. It's like a week or so to, to edit and get it aired. Thank Kevin for thank Kevin for everything. He's listening. He's like big know. brother. He's always watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you again. Thanks so Take much care. for joining us. Okay. Really bye-bye. See nice you around. Bye-bye.